Welcome to another episode of Market Adventures Podcast, where I share my journey as well as tips and tricks to becoming a profitable trader in the stock market. My name is Alice Cunningham, and in this episode, we talk about what I would do if I were 50 and were interested in the stock market but had no experience. Stay tuned. So here's my disclaimer. I am not registered investment advisor or securities broker or dealer. These are my thoughts and not advice. Seek your own education or you will lose money. Rule number three of gold from the richest man in Babylon. Gold clingeth to the protection of a cautious owner who invests it under the advice of men and women wise in its handling. So in this episode, we're talking about what I would do if I were 50 years old, right? If I were 50 years old and I had no experience in the stock market, but I knew that maybe what I was doing or the options that I was given wasn't the answer for the rest of my life. And I was interested in using the stock market to help take me where I thought I would be at this particular age or Maybe not take me anywhere, but at least free me from the work that I'm currently doing. Right? Free me from having to do that all the way up for the rest of my life. Right? So it says gold clingeth. Gold, we, we talked last time about gold being magnetized to you and coming to you. But now we talk about gold clingeth. Right? Gold will stay with you. It will stay with anybody who is cautious in this, in this investment under the advice, right, under the mentorship or learning, people who are learning from others wise in its handling. Right, so the first thing I would do is I would do a detailed gap analysis. Now, a gap analysis is essentially what it says. You're analyzing a gap. Now, what is that gap? The gap is between the person that you wish you were or thought you would be and where you are now. All your hopes and dreams, where does that person, who is that person? Where does that person live? What does that person do? Right. And then looking at where I am and where is the disconnect? Is it money? Is it confidence? Is it a location thing? Is it your environment? You do that gap analysis, right? And in that gap analysis, that future you, what does that person, what does that person live on financially? How is that person's life financially? What can they live on comfortably? Where is their debt? Do they have debt? Do they have a lot of debt? Do they have a small amount of debt? Do they have savings? Right? You're doing a gap analysis on yourself. So for me, if I were 50, I'd be doing a gap analysis. Now, you may ask, um, if you're 50, what kind of gap analysis can you do? Right? If there's, If you've lived half your life, you're only looking 50 years in the future. Well... In the gap analysis, you can also take into account your present, right? If you say, where are, where am I, and where I want to be, where I want to be may not be that far off, but you say, when you say, where am I, and you look about all the decisions you've made to get here, maybe you're not looking as far forward, but when you look back, you have a wealth of information 
that someone who's 26 may not have. Now, when I look back, I don't have that far to look back as a conscious adult. But at 50, I can look back at a wealth of information that maybe I made some mistakes at 30 or 40 that put me where I am today. And that can help you narrow your focus as you move forward in the gap analysis. Now, with that said, you have a better idea of what you intend to do with the stock market. Right, we know exactly why we're going in. So now we can tailor our strategy around that mission. Now, the next thing I would do is I would identify my risk profile. My risk profile is an evaluation of my willingness and ability to take risks. Am I somebody who has the ability to take risks and can handle it well? Do I have the patience and emotions to be able to handle those risks? Am I willing to learn how to handle those risks? Now, your career and your monthly income does play a role. If you are in a stable career, right, say you're an engineer and you have a stable monthly income, that will increase your risk profile because you have a more comfortable income and cash flow. Now, if you're someone who does not have a flourishing career or a high monthly income, your risk profile may be a little bit lower. That does not mean you cannot take risks. Because with education, right, a risk is more of an experiment, to be honest with you. So when you're uh, at a point where, yes, your career and your monthly income aren't bolstered, you're not maybe high middle class, it does not mean you can't take risks. You just have to understand your particular risk profile. Now, I personally, and I'm going against conventional uh, um, advice here, my personal thought is that the closer you get to retirement and and the wider your gap analysis is, my belief is that your risk profile needs to be higher and stronger than mine is. Because I have time. I don't, I'm uh, 20 at my current age, 26, not the hypothetical age, right? I have a lot of time to build. If I'm over 50, that time is now shortened. Everything has balance. With less time, means I have to do the most I can with the time I have to ensure that my retirement is comfortable, right? So at 50 for me, I don't, my risks need to be manageable. My risks need to be well um, educated, right? Well guided. I need to have mentorship. I need to have somebody who's doing it successfully guide me and to limit my risk. But I also need to be willing to take a lot of them because to this point, I haven't, I'm, I'm essentially, I have a, some uh, money on back order, right? Right? I'm backed up into a corner and I need to get something to help me retire. Okay, so if I have some long term, right? And this again has to do with career and monthly. For me, I'm assuming at 50, I have my 401k, I have my employer contribution, and my next step is to open an IRA with a brokerage. Now, the 401k is a, can be a beautiful thing. A 401k is very risky. 
And my definition of risk, as we talked about before, is my ability to control my exposure, right? To manage. You cannot manage your exposure with a 401k because other people are playing with your money. It's not just sitting there. It's not like a, well, money is never sitting. Money is a currency. So even in the bank, it's not sitting there. You can stuff the money in your mattress. That money is not sitting there. Every day, the value of money is going up and down. So you may think it's safe by putting it in cash or holding it anywhere, but the value of things is always changing. So when you put it into a 401k and someone's playing with your money and trading it and putting it in investments that they tell you are safe, but it's still a company holding your money. And if they go bankrupt or they decide or the market hits them hard and they don't know what to do, you can lose all your money. So for me, my risk profile does not allow me to trust my money with somebody else. That is too risky. Yes, you said it. A 401k for me at 50 is too risky because that person does not understand what I need to do or where I need to be. That person has not looked at my gap analysis. Only I've looked at that. So it's too risky to trust them. Now, you do want a 401k because your employer will match your contribution. That's free money. You always want free money. Never turn it down. But I would only put in the percentage my employer puts in. If my employer will match 50% or will match uh, you know, 5 or 10%, that's how much I'm putting in as well. right? All I need is some, some, some drip from them, from, from free money. I'm not looking to break the bank. Okay. Now, with my IRA that I open with a brokerage, I'll roll it over to the brokerage and my excess cash that, I, cash that I was putting in my savings, now I put it in the IRA. Why? Because my plan from now is to, one, pay down my debt. Right? My goal is to pay down my debt, pay down high interest credit cards and then I will use my credit cards for emergencies. That's what credit cards are really supposed to be for. So now I don't need a savings in the bank. I'm funding my IRA with my excess cash. I'm being frugal. I'm not spending as much outside of putting money into this account. I want to grow this account. And the money that I would normally use to pay my credit cards, once I pay them off, now they sit and wait for an emergency. Now I use that excess cash and reallocate it into my retirement account. Now, the next step, once I've got that machine going, is to learn, learn, learn. Some of that extra cash should be allocated to learning. Now, now at 26, I already read. And... Some of the most successful people in the world still read. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, you know, all those older guys, even in their 80s and 90s, they still read books. And I read books now. So I will allocate my money to reading, to trading education, to getting books. Now, if you're not an avid reader, if you weren't an avid reader as a, as a, as a, a child or growing up, then you may want to get a webinar or a course, something where someone is talking to you or you're watching. That is perfectly okay. But you want to allocate some amount of money to education. Now, if you 
if you consider yourself an old dog and you don't want to learn new tricks, well, there's one old trick that has been playing for the since the beginning of time, and that's if you can't afford retirement, you can't af- you can't retire in this country in America. The government will not take care of you. You think they will, but they won't. All right, and another thing that's been going on since the beginning of the time is if you don't take care of yourself, now your kids have to take care of you. Now you become a burden to your children. And I know for me personally, I would I aspire to never be that. So the money that you're allocating to training education is the money you're allocating to yourself, but it's also an investment in the rest of your family, not having to pick up after your debt because you did the things you need to do with the time you had left. Right now, in addition to allocating money for trading education, I would paper trade every single day for three months to learn how to swing trade. Now, as a 50-year-old who has been doing the right thing since they were tw- in their 20s, I would not be swing trading. But if I'm 50 years old and my gap analysis says that I need to be somewhere that I'm not, I would learn how to swing trade because I can make a, a larger amount of money or build a larger account over a shorter period of time based on my strategy without putting on too much risk. That's why I would swing trade. Now, my retirement account is going to get 70% of my extra cash, right? And in that, I'm going to buy old companies with an economic moat and dividends. Now, According to Investopedia, and I'll have the link in the show notes, an economic moat is a distinctive advantage a company has over its competitors, which allows it to protect its market share and profitability. It is an advantage that is difficult to mimic or duplicate, and thus creates an effective barrier against competition from other firms. Now, in layman's turn, an economic moat is just an advantage. Right, Like I'm a basketball player with a really good jump shot. Or think about Amazon and their next day delivery. Or their, um, their cloud system. Right? Their infrastructure. I'm thinking about uh, McDonald's and their, dollar, their ability to you know, produce food at such a low cost. The real estate they have around the world. Right? These are economic moats, which means they have an advantage over the competition. And they can hold on to, even though more com- even though more companies may come up in their industry, they can hold on to a good amount of the market share because other companies will have a hard time reproducing what they do so they can stay profitable. Right? So I would those that's what I would buy my 70% of my cash if I was 50. Now the other 20%. I'm building up that account to, like I said, swing trade. This will become my own business. So while I'm working for the next 15 to 20 years, getting ready for retirement, I am building this business and learning to to create my business through swing trading. You've been working for somebody else your entire life. Now for the next 15 years to 20 years, you're going to work for yourself, building your education in swing trading and building this account with your extra cash and using swing trading to make it bigger. Now, learning this strategy gives you two things. 
it gives you the the ability to fund your retirement account with profit, right? So the profit you make when you swing trade, so you put $1,000 in and you pull out $2,000, you have $1,000 of profit roughly, you're building your retirement account with this profit, right? You're not taking it out because you still have a job. Your job, your career is paying for your livelihood. This profit is used to build so that when you're older, now this profit becomes your income, right? That's the idea. So that's the second thing, right? Once you're retired, now you have a neat skill to earn money from home, right? Once you've built this swing trading account, not only will it be your income, but now you have this talent to make money from home that should anything happen, you have the ability to make money. Now, 10%, so 70% goes to retirement, 20% goes to the swing trading, 10% will go to my actual trading account where I, where I use options. Now, at 50, this account could serve two purposes. For me, having no information but being willing to read and learn, I would learn how to trade options. But if you're focused on learning how to swing trade and building this retirement account and uh, paying down debt and building this funnel, you don't want to spread yourself too thin. So what you could use this trading account to do is to hedge your other accounts. Now, you can look up how to hedge accounts, but a hedge is basically a protection against your investments. So if I own shares of Walmart, to hedge that, I could have put options on Walmart, which means my stock gains money if Walmart goes up. But if Walmart goes down, the, the shares go down. But if I have a put option on my shares, that means my put options gain value. So those are the two purposes that this trading account would have. Now, it's very small in the grand scheme of things, so we're only going to have 10% of our money allocated to that out of the extra cash, but it's for pocket money, right? And it's to hedge your other accounts. Now, all in all, it's a quick summary of what we talked about today. When you're 50, you need to understand where you are right now, the, the decisions you've made to get there, and where you need to be. If those decisions won't get you where you need to be, if you're still working and you don't have several sources of income, you need to change course. You change course by doing a detailed gap analysis to decide where you need to be and then determine how the stock market can help you change course. You then need to do a risk profile to determine your tolerance to risk, your ability to take risks, and your emotions and being able to hold on to your plays, essentially, hold on to your risk and allow it to make money, right? And again, your career and monthly income does play a role, but they're not an excuse. You don't have to make, you know, $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year to trade. If you make $30,000 a year and you're 50 and you work at Walmart, you can still find a way to learn a strategy to get yourself out within the next 15 to 20 years. Now, it, I said it was good to hold on to your 401k, but to match your employer's contribution and nothing more, and to use that extra cash to open up your IRA account. 
with a brokerage. And that extra income in the IRA account will be what we learn used to swing trade. In addition to that, we are planning to pay down our debt, pay down our high interest debt, beginning with our credit cards. Because we're no longer funding a savings account with a bank, we're paying off these high interest credit cards and our credit cards and our assets will serve as our emergency fund. If we need to go to the hospital and we need $2,000, we use our credit card and pay it back off. Right? There's no sense in paying off a credit card slowly and having a savings account. Right? We want to build up this account and our credit cards will essentially be our emergency fund. After we've decided on how we want to break it up, we want to learn. We want to allocate a certain amount of our money to trading. Don't take from your funding money to, tr- to learn education. You want to use your expenses. You want to cut down on eating out, cut down on something, and use that money to learn, right? Buy books, attend webinars, buy courses. And then you want to paper trade on TD Ameritrade, Investopedia, wherever you paper trade. You want to f- trade with fake money for three months every single day and learn how to swing trade, right? Out of the extra cash you're saving, we want to save 70% um, to buy strong companies that pay a dividend and have uh, an economic moat, which holds on to their profitability. We want to put 20% to swing trading because that will be our tool to make money now and once we retire. And then we also want to put 10% in our trading account, and that'll be to hedge our bigger accounts. And also for some pocket money. This week's quote of the week is the alteration of your circumstances is an exact ratio to your altered mental state. Again, the alteration of your current circumstances is an exact ratio to an altered mental state. And this is in the book, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. What that means is in order to change where you are right now, it will be an exact ratio, an exact correspondence with you changing your mental state. If you don't change your mental state, your current circumstances won't change. Again, that was As a Man Thinketh. It's very small, very easy read by James Allen. That's it for this episode. You've been listening to the Market Adventures podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. But most importantly, Share this show with friends and family you think need to hear this information. Again, the more we reach, the more people we can free. Until next time, happy trading.